You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode 10, Wanted Superman. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed. And a thousand miles over there to my right is another host, Mr. Steven. Steven, say hi. Howdy, y'all. And, and I should have inserted my hi, but I didn't. So, hi. Not to take Steven's thunder, but I'll say hi, too. Today, we're looking at Wanted Superman, which appears in Action Comics number nine, written by Jerry Siegel, penciled by Joe Schuster and Wayne Boring, inked by Joe Schuster and Wayne Boring and or lettered by Paul Loretta and edited by Vincent Sullivan. Now, the, the pencilers moving forward, I think, and the inkers are going to be a little... Mm, you know, because there's ghosting and there's help and there's all these other issues that may pop up, uh, particularly at this time of, of comic book creation. So, yep. Joe Suster typically penciled and inked, but he may not do all of it. There may be another person or two people in some instances that I've seen. Right. So, moving forward, that's what we're going to run into. Jerry Siegel pretty much is 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 a stay. Uh, but Joe Schuster, uh, may be with some help and things moving forward. So Action Comics number nine was published by DC Comics and it has a cover date of February 1939. The approximate sale date is thought to be January 3rd, 1939. And that comes to us by way of mikesamazingworld.com with an assist from the Superman Radio Revisited show, which is a podcast that explores the Superman radio serial, and it can be found on Twitter at Radio Superman. Now, here's what happened in Superman's story wanted in action number nine. He is still wanted by the police. Uh, let me jump in here and say, too, I think this is the first like actual continuation of a story yeah. that, we've, that we've gotten from the previous issue. Pretty much. So he is still wanted by the police for destroying all of those slum tenements, and the police chief is furious. He's hired Detective Captain 100% Riley from Chicago to help apprehend Superman. Back at the Daily Star office, Clark Kent asks Lois Lane out on a date. She reminds him that she finds him contemptible. He tells her that he knows that she's got someone else she's thinking of, and she admits that she's in love with Superman. Hmm. Detective Captain Riley comes up with a plan to catch Superman. He promises a $5,000 reward to whoever helps capture and arrest Superman. As Superman is helping to stop a mental patient named Saunders from committing suicide, he's noticed by Mortimer Snoop, a small-time crook who read about the reward for his capture. Snoop calls the police and tells them that he saw a man remove his clothes and then jump up into the sky. Detective Captain Riley hurries to the spot where the clothes are. He and Snoop wait in that spot for Superman to return so that they can catch him. Superman saves the mental patient, then returns to where he left his clothes. Snoop and Riley get into an argument and separate, giving Superman time to collect his clothes. As Riley chases Snoop, Snoop hides in an alley and reads the memo he pulled out of Superman's coat pocket. Snoop makes his way to the address listed on the memo, but is refused entry to the party happening there. He calls the Daily Star and asks to speak with the society editor, but instead is put on with Lois Lane. He tells her that he knows Superman is going to be at a party and needs help getting inside. Lois makes her way over to the party, but double-crosses Snoop so that he gets thrown out. In a last resort, Snoop calls Riley. 
Riley heads over to the party, and he and Snoop start looking for Superman. In the meantime, Lois Lane as Clark asks Clark Kent to help her find Superman so that she can warn him of the danger. Riley decides to line everyone up against the wall and shoots them. No, I'm kidding. And search them. Just as he's about to search Clark Kent, he lets it slip that he has no intention of giving Snoop any of the money. In anger, Snoop turns off the light. When Riley turns the light back on, he is face to face with Superman. Both Riley and Snoop jump on Superman to try to catch him, but they only succeed in injuring themselves. Disgraced, Riley returns to Chicago as Lois Lane once again daydreams about Superman. So, uh, Stephen, what did you what did you think about all of that? Ah, uh, boy. First off, um, <laughs> first off, was I the only one who, uh, as I'm reading this? The first time we encounter this character by the name of Snoop, who, uh, by the way, this is uh, Mortimer Snoop's only appearance. Um, eventually, as the story goes on, I keep reading the name Snoop and it goes in my head from being, you know, like, you're such a Snoop, you know, to being Snoop D-O-O-G. Yeah. Uh, Snoop on D-O-O-G. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I started thinking of Snoop Dogg. Every every time they would say Snoop, and uh, <laughs> that was kind of funny. But the 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 whole fact that Captain Riley, one hundred percent Riley, who again also his only appearance ever, um, he he decides to put this bounty on Superman, this reward, and he says himself in panel number seventeen. When he well, first he calls in panel 16, he calls the, the, the newspaper to tell them about the five thousand dollar reward to, to to give to the person uh, who helps capture and arrest Superman. And then the, the editor or the, the, the other captain's like, are you crazy? He goes, now, take it easy, chief. You said I could handle this case my own way, didn't you? Well, that's the way I always start off. I see that a lot. I see that a large reward is offered for a desperado's capture. Then I collect it myself. What kind of crap is that? He just, he just, here's, here's what I'll do. Okay. He, because just moments before he's trying to think of what he can, it's, it's like, what can I do? What can I do? Right. He has no idea. Yeah. Yeah. How can I start this? And suddenly action, uh, that word, Eureka, I've got an idea. And first of all, then he admits that it's something he does every time anyway. And his, his plan ultimately isn't really a plan. It's just a way for him to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like that. Uh, that's a that's a crooked cop if I've ever seen one. And uh, I find it funny. And that when he uh, bullies up to to Clark at one point when he's standing up in front of the uh, the, the the news people and he's like, I'm going to get my man. I always get my man every time. And Clark's like, oh, boy, this guy's a big blowhard. And he just gets all up in Clark's face. And Clark, of course, backs down. Um, the, 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 you know, this was kind of a, this, this issue was more silly than anything. Um, I was honestly hoping for something more because of the whole Superman is now a wanted man. He's wanted by the government. I mean, okay. he went up against the National Guard <laughs> in the previous issue. They were shooting at him and, and, and dropping bombs on him. And that, doesn't it all escalate? It just goes from there to some out of town cop coming in and uh, 
just trying to catch Superman unaware so that he can so that he can arrest him. That's I don't know. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was I just thought it was really silly. And the 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 back and forth between Snoop and O'Reilly as you know, the, the well, I'm the I'm the one that, that, that found him. So I should get the fi- the five thousand dollars. Well, of course, I'll share the five thousand right, dollars with yeah. you. I'm not going to share that five thousand dollars with him. And that it, it was kind of funny. And then Lois, who, uh, you know, she's in love with Superman. And so she she gets she gets into that party. She uses O'Reilly to get into the party, but then uh, gets in just to to find Superman to warn him. And yeah, it was it, it was a fun time. But- a little bit different feel because of Snoop and, and Riley. And yeah, it, this, I don't know, this felt a lot more to me like a radio serial. Yeah. Where you couldn't, you know, you can't see what's going on. So verbally, they really have to up the game to set the scene and make the pictures for you. Yeah. And so if, you know, if you can imagine yourself not looking at this, but hearing uh, these text boxes and narrations and things, it just, it struck me a lot more like a radio serial that has been adapted to this particular format than any of the other things that we've, we've read so far about him. Yeah. And I think and we're still, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I, I think that's to, to me, the reason really was how, because of how over the top, sniveling Snoop was and how over the top Riley was, you know, to make up for the fact that you can't see anything about him. So everything you have is what you hear. And uh, so they were just, they were written just so much over the top that, uh, yeah. 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 I almost want a uh, Riley Snoop series. Oh, that (laughs) would be, that would be something a la like yeah. Sam and Twitch from, uh, right, from Image exactly. Comics. Yeah, that would uh, you, you send Riley sends Snoop in first to infiltrate and then they they work this thing together. Yeah, that would be yep. quite the quite the plan. Yep. And we're we're back to the we're still doing the eight panel grid. Mm-hmm. But in this issue, uh, many of the, the the panels aren't all the same width, basically. They, uh, they're all different lengths, you know, but you know, we still got two by two by two by two, but they're not all equal. And they they alternate when they're big too. They don't stay all big to the left or all big to the right. Yeah. So, so what will happen is you have that margin, uh, between them will zigzag. Yep. As you go from line to line, I noticed too. Which feels more like a comic book than Mm -hmm. just... The previous, you know, just the 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 eight panel grid where every panel was exactly the same size. But yeah, <laughs> this uh, uh, panels. Let's see, what is this? Seventy four and seventy five. When Lois needs, uh, she uses Snoop to get into the party. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> good evening, Miss Lane. Shall I admit this person who persists? He knows you. I don't know him, and I don't care to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, boy. Yep. And guy kicks him out. Oh, because that's right. Because Snoop calls her because he needs her to, to get him in. To get him in. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's and like, she's, well, when she finds out why, yeah. then she wants to be there herself. She doesn't need help and she doesn't need him. So, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, all in all, there's really, uh, there's really not a lot going on in this, in this story. 
It's just a bunch of uh, um, almost like crazy hijinks. It's kind of a, a crazy hijink story. I, I don't know that they necessarily meant it to be humorous, but it seems to me to be more humorous probably than any of the previous stories up to this point. Yeah. And the the biggest, I guess, the biggest um, threat or the, the the biggest concern for Superman at any point during this issue was the moment at the party where O'Reilly or, or Riley is going to search everybody. Mm-hmm. And Clark knows that when they get to him, it, it, the secret's going to be out because he's wearing his Superman costume underneath his, his tux. But then... <laughs> Snoop, for some reason, just just out of anger, uh, turns off the lights and that allows Clark to quickly turn, you know, dress into Superman. And and then uh, that that moment where Riley and, and Snoop both leap at Superman only to conk their heads into his sides. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The man of steel, for sure. Yeah. And then they refer to him in the, the headline the next morning. Ninety nine percent Riley leaves town in a hurry. And did I notice, let's see, is this the first time that they had tried to do Superman's symbol in red? I don't have a note. I think I thought it was still yellow. It was yellow at the beginning of this story. But here, these final panels, it looks like, you know, maybe by mistake or something, they tried to make it red. Uh, in 74, you can't really tell. In 75, mm. it looks, or I think that's 70. 90. 94, it looks off. 95, it looks like they tried but missed. And then in 96, it looks like they got the shield yellow and the S red finally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in the um, the advert in the, the bottom right panel, uh, it's the S is red there too. So I think I think that's the first time we've seen the the red S, which I thought I made a note of when that appeared, but huh, I don't see it. Okay. And speaking of which, you know, it was uh, in issue seven where Superman's boots throughout the issue were yellow. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of wondering, you know, wondering about that and uh, if it was uh, part of the original issue. And um, I'm noticing over here on Twitter because we just as 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 we're recording this, we also put up uh, episode number seven today and uh, John reads comics. Um, was he commenting over, already? Over Twitter. Okay. Yeah, he, he just left a More quick comment feedback. that says, uh, I can confirm that Superman's boots were yellow in the original of this issue. So, hmm, Okay. Yeah, see, that's, you know, and I haven't really made an issue of it, but I'm reading these from the Superman, the Golden Age, the big volumes. Yeah, and me too. These recolorings, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but they suck. Yeah, they can. Uh, I I just oh, and and I don't know why they felt that you know, but just the recoloring didn't work. I didn't to me. Well, so I think I un- just, unfortunately there's uh, an attitude. I think in some cases where you know the the way we color now, and it's not just coloring. It's it's you know I think people across the board, it, regardless yeah. of what industry they're in, the way we do it now is better. So we're going to improve upon what they tried to do back then. And that doesn't always well, work. And, and, and see, there, there's a, for me, there's a conflict there. Yes, I will agree that, like, say, movies, okay? Movies now are so much more captivating with the special effects and the CGI and all that. And, you know, but 
but there is something cool about sitting and watching an original print of Star Wars. Yeah. It, it just, I guess it's the nostalgia, maybe almost entirely. You know, um, I've, I've even seen those uh, re, re, dues of Star Wars where they went back and added special effects for, for the time back in 2000 or whenever they did that, mm-hmm. you know. And and I just, even if that is what the original uh, producers and directors, even if that's what they envisioned, but they just weren't able to do it, obviously, particularly with something like Star Wars, there's nothing wrong with how they did, <laughs> with how they right. did do it. Or right. it would not have been as popular as it was. So these these are the same things. What you're doing, to my mind, is you're trying to give these comics to people that have never seen them before. Why change them? There's no point in that. Nowadays, you know, the the action comics 1,753,000,000 that I pick up. No, I I don't want to look this way because I I know that, you know, but. I am reading comics from 1939, 1940. Yep. Give them to me the way that they were. That yeah. that's as much of what this is as anything. Yeah, you know? there, there's there's something to be said about seeing the progression. This is what they look like then. This is what they look like now. Yeah, and you know, there's the that's it's it's history. And you know, I. The analogy of the movies, yeah, there there have been plenty of times when I have watched, uh, uh, for example, a movie from the 80s, and I'll see a bit of special effects, and I'll think, ha- had they done that nowadays, that would be, that wouldn't be a practical effect. It would be, uh, uh, you know, CGI. Right, right. And probably wouldn't look as special. Okay. Wouldn't look, um, I mean, some... You know, it's like I, I watched uh, the original Ghostbusters the other day, and oh, okay. there are scenes yes. with the with the, the 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 dogs. You know, the big yes. demon dogs, where it's stop motion, and it's like I'm there. There are some moments when I'm just like, oh, this did not hold up, you know. And there are some moments that's like, this is pretty awesome. This looks really good. So I can almost see it either way. Uh, but there's a reason why certain filmmakers, you know, John Favreau. In sometimes when he when he does stuff uh, like when he did Iron Man or whatnot, he tries to do as many practical effects as he can before he 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 goes to uh, CGI. Right, and right. it's that's the, the simple fact is just because if you can pull it off in a practical effect, it's going to look more real than a CGI effect, and it will look more real always. Yeah, exactly. Always, you know. So yeah, that that's the thing. It, it you you don't quote unquote date the product quite as readily. Um, yeah. You know, by by having good stunt takes and by having you know stuff yeah. like that, like you know, uh, blowing up a car is blowing up a car. It, it, it's it's yeah. it's never going to change. You know. Yeah. So um, I was just sitting thinking, um, Back to the Future. You know, yeah. they could they could just wail on those movies if they made them nowadays, yeah. but. You know, yeah. So it's I, I. I'm old. Thank you. There, there's a part of me that just wants to. You know, it's like if you when you take away the practical effects and you make them into uh, CGI. In many cases, you're almost taking the heart out of it. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Uh, 
But then at the same time, I'm, I'm a big fan of the CGI when it comes to certain other effects. If you're, you know, Gollum, for example, I don't, you know, I think Gollum was a, was a almost perfect, perfectly rendered digital creature, mm-hmm. but that was a combination of CGI. And then of course the actor in the suit, you know, doing the movement and getting the eyes and the, the mouth and everything. All right. So. I, it also depends, though, on the the genre I think you're working in. Agreed. Well, you know, fantasy. Uh, yes, the the Needs better the effect, to a certain the, extent, yeah. The better that the movie yeah. is going to come across. Um, space operas with ships and lasers and fights. Yes, the the better the effects. Now you come all the way back down to earth and do a quote unquote street level. I'll take my 70s and 80s kung fu movies and I'll put yeah. the, those up against any kung fu movie you make now. Yeah. You know, and like uh, Crouching Tiger, uh, standing on the, the blade when they were fighting. And so it looks cool. But back in the 70s, they did stuff like that then, too. Yeah. You know, they called it wire working and yep. it looked different, but it, it worked and it worked just fine for what you were trying to do there. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this again, this it, all you're doing is you're wanting to reproduce these books so that the people have access to them now. In my mind, yep. there is no reason to have to change it. You don't need to fix anything because none, none of it is nope. broken. It's yep. not, you know. Yeah. Re, recoloring it to, you know, it, you're not going to make somebody want to read it more no. because you've used a modern modern coloring process yeah. on it it's like no. people are going to look at it and they're either going to know right away oh well uh they've they've used a modern coloring process and i guess i do want to read it no it's it's yeah i don't yeah it's, i don't I, think it's- i i i kind of equate that for for me i equate it with some of the bands i used to uh i, I grew up listening to it's you know you listen to uh for example um I'll use Motley Crue for an example. Their their very first album before they got big was was done on a, a shoestring budget. Okay, and so it doesn't have all the the fancy effects and all that crap on it, but it sounds raw and it sounds just in your face and awesome. And then you compare it to you know maybe something they did in the the early nineties, and they just don't sound as right as hard, you know, or there, there was a, there was a, one of my, my favorite songs from the band kiss is a song called I love it loud. Mm-hmm. And it's got this certain sound on the, the drums. It's just kind of this loud booming, almost echoey kind of sound to it. And that's from like really early eighties. Well, in the nineties, they put together this compilation album and they said, we're going to, we're going to add, I love it loud to it, but we're going to remix it. And they ruined the crap out of that song because they <laughs> they turned all that thundering boom of the bass drum. They they made it sound like a just like a wimpy bass drum. And it's like, no, that that may be what you're doing now, but you just you destroyed this song. You you took what made this song special and you just threw it in the garbage. And that's I think that's what they do when they when they try to update these old comics yeah, for reprint. I agree. And um, just throwing throwing out there, uh, having brought up Kiss, I find that I prefer their concert recordings 
better than I do a lot of their in-studio stuff because the energy comes through from those recordings. You know, normally I prefer the the nice structured harmonic in-tune studio to a a live production for, for most anybody. But there's just something about a Kiss concert in the early 80s, man, that, Mm -hmm. you know, when they recorded that sound, they captured something else yep. too. And and so, you well, know, when you hear those, it, it just, it really comes through. To go on a, a, a quick tangent, their third album was that, uh, li- that was their first live album, Kiss Alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, their first album didn't sell very well. Their second album didn't sell very well. And yet they were selling all kinds of tickets for their shows and they were just people were coming out in droves to see them live. Right. And that's when they decided let's, let's do a live album. Let's, you know, this is probably going to be the, the last thing that, that, that we record. Let's give them, uh, you know, what, what they're getting as close as we can, what they're getting in the shows. And that's the album that ended up just really starting the whole thing for them. And it's, yeah, it's they were now they did, uh, they'll be they'll be the first to admit it. They did. Uh, it's not all fully live. They did come back into the studio and add some stuff to it, you know, to, okay. to fill it out a bit more. So you did get a little bit more of that, you know, in, in your in your chest when you're listening to it. But it's still live. And I've seen them four times live, twice with the makeup and twice without. And yeah, there's 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 nothing quite like a kiss show. Granted, if you've seen one Kiss live show, you've you've seen them all. Oh. They they <laughs> okay. do practically the same thing. They 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 almost created a formula, but yeah, but it's still yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Um, anything else you want to add? I uh, I don't. Nah, nothing else. All right. Well, folks, we do want to thank everyone for listening to the episode. Uh, this episode in particular of the Superman Super Show. If you do want to drop us a line, you can do that at the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. If you want to help the show in any way, uh, there's a number of ways you can rate us, uh, you can review us, but just more than anything else, tell somebody. If you like the show, tell them you like it. Um, give them the name of the show and, and, you know, they can do a little Google search and they can find us. Um, we post on Twitter. Uh, we have forums. We, you know, we do all the stuff to try to to help people find us as easily as they can. But text them the link. You know, if you got a buddy that listens to all their podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts, grab the freaking link to our show on Apple Podcasts and text it to him. Boom! You've made it easier for them to find us. There you go. And and that's you know that's the key. People, and I don't say this in a mean way, but people don't necessarily want to work to do something that they enjoy. So the easier that you can make it for them to get something that hopefully they'll enjoy, I think the more that they will be uh, willing to do that. So um, until next week, I'm Ed saying goodbye, goodbye. And here is Steven saying maybe the same thing. Maybe the same thing. All right. And that's all from us, folks. We will catch you later. Bye. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.